It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a very special holiday edition of the Steel Town Sleepers. Tony Squares, Chris Dell, part of the uh, PG Sports Now YouTube channel, part of the North Shore Drive broadcast family, and of course presented by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, diving into the Steelers and how crappy they are, but they could still turn that season around, and of course, how to win your fantasy football playoffs. Dell, I know we got to be Christmas spirit, no need to be the Grinch here, but we do have a Rudolph coming into town a little bit early. Mason Rudolph is playing for these Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, can we uh, get anything from this very pivotal game for the Steelers? Yes, if they lose, they have eight losses. They still could be over 500, but they have games against Seattle and Baltimore the next two weeks. They need this game if they have any hope for a playoff run, and our hopes <laughs> rely on Mason Rudolph. Dell, I understand <laughs> we've played this Bengals team before. We've seen Jake Browning before, and they actually got to Jake Browning Two of his bigger passes that game were tip passes from a Pittsburgh linebacker that fell into the hands of a Bengals wide receiver. So the defense played pretty well against Browning and surprised him a little bit. But do you see any world where Pittsburgh comes away with a W here? I mean, sure, why not? Because they beat the Bengals before, like you already said, in a very similar situation at, at this point. You know, what is the difference between Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph all walk into a bar. You finish the joke for me because I don't know what the difference is. Don't even. Is. Kenny Pickett is so much better than those other two. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that um, you know, if Mason Rudolph, he wasn't even good enough to be the second string on this roster entering the season. Uh, but it doesn't matter, right? Because what Pittsburgh needs out of the quarterback position, as we know, is for the quarterback to not turn the ball over, right? Yeah, you correct. can finish with 100 yards. You can go – uh, 12 for 14 for 115 yards. As long as you got no fumbles and no interceptions on your box score final result, you got to leave it to the, uh, the to the running game on the ground. You got to leave it to the defense. Those are the two departments that have to make plays. Maybe special teams if they get a chance. Jake Browning has looked great, but you know he did play the Steelers in a full game there, and now they have yeah. extra tape to study him. Yeah. So I think that this is a similar type of situation to where Look, the Bengals, they had Jamar Chase in that game. You know, they don't have Jamar Chase in this game. Yes, uh, you know, on the contrary, they now have a healthy T. Higgins, which they didn't have the last time they played each other as well. So I think that you got to throw all these things up in the air and, and, and again, expect a, a low-scoring game. If the Steelers we, – we talked about this almost a carbon copy of last week, Tony. We said that if the Colts were going to score points, that – Pittsburgh's probably going to lose. If the game goes over, yeah, Pittsburgh's correct. losing. I think it's the same thing here. You know, we still have a low total in this game here. But, you know, if this game goes over the total, I, I'd say 90% chance the Bengals win this game. We know the games the Steelers got to win, 10-7, 12-10, maybe 14-13 at, at the most. But I, I, I think it's uh, business as usual, and it's got to be on the defense and the running game to get this W. Before we pick out any guys that we might want to start during our fantasy playoffs, whether you're in the semis or just starting your playoffs uh, uh, this week coming up for Christmas, uh, I just got to ask you a question, Dell. Uh, if I was running the ball, would you hold on to your block down the field, even though I might run up on the back of your legs? Would you do that for me? Yeah, just 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 for you, Tony. I I, I do it for you. you. Yeah, you're you're a proud Post Gazette member in the year 2023. So I I, I got your back, man. 
That's what teammates do, right? That's, exactly. I mean, in my opinion, that's what teammates do. I've loved George Pickens this whole entire season. He was the first guy I talked about when we had our first episode of a guy I wanted to get on my team, and I wouldn't want him in my locker room now. That was an unbelievable answer true. out of him for not blocking. It was unreal. But, but according his- to, yeah, according to Mike Tomlin, Tony, Pick, uh, Pickens is growing. He's He's quote-unquote growing. So there's that. I, get, I mean, I guess the only way you can go is up at that point. But, uh, Dell. Uh, is there anyone in this game, Pittsburgh or Cincinnati, that you think is a guy you could take on your fantasy team? If you have him on your bench, you might want to start him because Cincinnati's run defense has been really bad throughout yeah. the whole entire season. They've been better recently, but they have been pretty bad. And then Pittsburgh has given up plays left and right to guys like Bailey Zappi on defense. But again, held Browning to some bad numbers the first time they played them. So do you see any inkling from that first matchup that we can take and say, hey, this guy's going to win me a fantasy week or this guy needs to stay buried on that bench, maybe even dropped. Well, it's tough because when you look at that game, yes, it was 16 to 10. Yes. The two running backs had about 150 yards combined on the ground. Najee Harris led the way there, had it at his best game of the season, 6.6 yards per carry to touchdown. He ripped off a long run of 22 yards. So, you know, if, if you're desperate, you know, it's looking like right now, Kenneth Walker might not play this weekend. He has not practiced yet as of this recording same goes for Josh Jacobs. If you were unable to pick up off waivers or stash guys like Zach Charbonnet, uh, Zamir White, et cetera, then I think that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren can kind of both be those desperation flex type of options or, you know, big league RB2 options if you really need it because they did it again in this same type of matchup. And that, and that was on the road there. So I, I think yeah. that you could look to some positives here. Will they take the same approach in the passing game? Because as bad as the Bengals' run defense has been, they're 26 out of 32 teams in ESPN's run-stop win rate. They're about middle of the road in PFF run defense, so I wouldn't say they're the worst run defense in the world. Like you said, they've gotten a little bit better recently over the last month or two, but they're a below-average run defense nonetheless here. So Pittsburgh's got to bring their A game in terms of the trenches and the blocking here. And the one thing that we discussed after that week was we thought Pat Fryermuth was going to be a potential league winner down the stretch of, of getting him involved. All. the Bengals actually ranked dead last or you the bottom that. two right uh, now. Was, you, you said we, you thought that. I was not in the fry move camp at all. Just want to put well, that I, out he, there. He had 11 <laughs> targets, nine catches, 120 yards in that game. So I was yes. thinking, you know, maybe this guy is going to be a startable option for us off the waiver wire at that point. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, we all know what happened after that. The chemistry hasn't been there with Trubisky, with, with anybody with Trubisky for that matter. So I, I think that if you can replicate that game plan, feature the middle of the field because these Bengals linebackers and safeties have been banged up all year, them losing Von Bell and, uh, and, uh, and banks in the off season, that, that was big for them. Uh, uh, Bates in the office, Jesse Bates yeah. is big for them at the safety position. And that's where we want to attack with tight ends is linebackers and safety. So I think if anything, if you're absolutely desperate, desperate, if you have no one, like look at the same situation, Tony, you know, the second we wanted to get on the Taysom Hill bandwagon, it, all the wheels fell off, and, and he got two touches last week. And in the last two weeks combined, he has like two fantasy points. Are you really going to trust a guy like that? Whereas, hey, you know, Pat Fryermuth in a PPR league, even five catches for 50 yards can be enough for you to get by in the fantasy semifinals because we're not really getting elite production outside of like two or three tight ends on a weekly basis right now. I'm just... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Very excited that I, I really enjoy doing this fantasy sh- fantasy show with you. We have a lot of ideas what we can talk about and the sh- episodes we can have during the actual NFL playoffs. Kind of play some new fantasy games. You might be able to play with your friends. I am just so excited for those episodes because we can finally not spend the first 10 minutes of the show talking about this awful Pittsburgh Steelers team. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. Your team stinks, and they're not making the playoffs, and they need to win this game, and I'm unsure that they will. I will be talking about a player in this game later on, but let's dive right in to these positional groupings. Dell says you might be able to play Frymuth for Pittsburgh. I say stay away from anyone in a Steelers uniform if Mason Rudolph is throwing them the ball. But let's dive into the positional groupings, because Dell, me and you last week, really hit some of these right on the head. And if you're listening to us, the whole point of the Steel Town Sleepers is we're going to tell you to either start or sit guys that might not be the, the known names. If you have a guy like Pat Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, even if it's a tough matchup, you're likely starting those players because they've carried you this far. But we are here to tell you some waiver guys, some bench guys that are must-starts, and also some guys that have been your lineup consistently that you might want to take out because they aren't going to have a good week. And we've been pretty good in these very pivotal playoff weeks in your fantasy football leagues. Now it's the semifinals for most people. Let's dive into the quarterback position because last week, Dell, you said if there was a waiver guy you wanted, it was Nick Mullins. He ended up as the QB 11. I said if there was a guy on your team that you've been starting all year long, he's going to have a bad week. It was Justin Fields, and that was QB 26. We were two for two on those picks. So let's dive into the quarterback position and hit another one out because it's a very important position. Who's the first quarterback you want to talk about, Dell? Yeah, it's a guy that uh, if you would have asked me before the beginning of the year if he was going to make it through the end of the season as a team starter, I, I would have said no. And uh, you, you got to give him credit for having his best game of the season by far last week in a road win at your Green Bay Packers, Tony. And it's Baker Mayfield with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I think that Baker Mayfield is hitting his stride at the right moment. They got Chris Godwin, who's now, now seemingly a little bit healthier, going with a, a season best day by far for him, too. And now with him and Mike Evans, now you get a home matchup against a pass funnel Jaguars team that's been thrown on by everybody that they face. Baker Mayfield, you know, four touchdowns last week. Maybe some of the variance goes back to the running game there. But Jacksonville has been very stiff. Uh, they've been very uh, a, a stiff opponent against opposing ground games. So I think that in this case, you're going to see by nature more production and more volume, more attempts, et cetera, go through the air here. Baker Mayfield wasn't just the quarterback, too. Last week overall, he was a QB. He was the QB 12 overall in week 14. He, there was a stretch between week 7 to weeks 10 where he was QB 11, QB 10, QB 7, and QB 10 again. Yep. So I think all the things are adding up with the, with the health of his weapons, with, with the matchup here on tap. I'd prefer Trevor Lawrence plays. In this game, because I think you'll get a little more of a pushback from Jacksonville's side, but I really like Baker Mayfield. He's consensus QB twelve this week. I've got I've got him as QB seven, one spot ahead of Dak Prescott, two spots ahead of Mahomes, three spots ahead of Tua. Tell me if I'm wrong, Tony. No, no, I'm right there with you. And this Green Bay team, uh, my team, the defense is so stupid, stupidly run that they allowed Baker to make all these throws. And the thing is, if you get, even if you sack Baker, Green Bay sacked that man five times. He had enough time in the pocket and enough way. If he can see the pass, he's throwing the pass. He's going to make the pass. And his weapons, as you said, very healthy and very dangerous. And this Jacksonville team has shown that they can give up a lot of points. I think Baker's a great play this week if you need him. And I, I'm happy you named him because, as you said, he's consensus ranked 12. I'm going with a guy that's right there, too, and I'm selling him. 
If you have Kyler Murray on your team, I don't know how you start this man in hopes of winning a playoff game right now. Maybe you drafted Justin Herbert. Maybe you have a couple of guys you're deciding between, and now it's Kyler Murray or Buss. And I think you got to go get a waiver guy because Kyler Murray, <clears throat> even with the running the past few weeks, has not played to his full potential because this team's really, really bad. Hollywood Brown cannot stay on the field. The, the, the rookie Wilson cannot stay on the field. Trey McBride is a monster at tight end. But that can't be your entire offense. And also, they're not even using James Conner to his full potential because I think they're trying to save him for future games. This, <coughs> excuse me, this team does not want to win right now. And <clears throat> I don't think Kyler is going to get you enough points to be a starter. I don't know how he's QB 11, especially against the Chicago defense that has just ruined people recently. So I'm yeah. selling Kyler. Yeah, and I like the I like the Bears defense again this week as a streamer. I picked them up in a couple leagues, and and they're playing against the Cardinals this week, and then against the Falcons. And God knows who's going to be playing quarterback in that game. But either way, it's going to be bad for Atlanta, whether it's Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. This Bears defense has morphed into one of the better units in the league, not just against the run. They've been extremely stout against the run, but Jalen Johnson's been developing as one of the best young rising cornerbacks in the league there too. So I, I think this is going to be. A, a tough show for Kyler. The only guy I trust, I really have confidence in is Trey McBride. The volume yeah. for him has been absolutely insane. There could be some bad weather, a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain in that game in Chicago there too. Right. I was looking at the forecast. So I agree with you. I've got Kyler about five spots lower than consensus at QB 15. Uh, another guy that I like a lot in that same range of Baker Mayfield uh, that I wanted to talk about this week is Jared Goff. He was dropped in, in our post-gazette fantasy league a couple weeks ago. Actually, he had a disappointing outcome but this is another matchup to where I, I think that uh you look at like the the matchup rating on fantasy pros or the SPN app or whatever you're using they're gonna say that the Vikings are like a bottom 10 matchup for opposing fantasy quarterbacks but I think a lot of that has to do with the game script and opponents that they played this season you look at what Jake Brown and he carved them up last week now we're coming off the heels of Jared Goff turning in a QB1 overall performance last week. It was Jared Goff QB1 and Baker Mayfield QB2. And I'm not just reacting to last week's box scores. To me, we're getting those followed up by even better matchups this week. The Vikings, just like the Jaguars, very good on the ground. And they're a pass funnel type of defense. So Jared Goff on the road. Yes, that concerns me. But the caveat, the asterisk here is that Jared Goff on the road outdoors is what we don't want to play. Right, He's going correct. to be indoors in this matchup here. So I really like the matchup for him. If you don't have Goff available or Baker available, I do th think that Nick Mullins is still a viable streamer again in this matchup. But I've got Goff QB6 this week. Baker Mayfield QB6. Again, ahead of Dak, ahead of Tua, ahead of Mahomes. Give me Goff and Mayfield this week. The thing that scares me about Jared Goff this week in particular, yes, the road thing, but it is indoors, as you said. It's that type of defense that he's facing. No one blitzes, no one pressures more than the Brian Flores, Minnesota Vikings. And Jared Goff's offensive line is very, very good. But as we've known in the past, eh, really any QB, but especially Jared Goff, if he gets guys in his face and gets pressure, it's, it's an off-system game, and it's not going to look good for Jared Goff in that game. But I understand your faith in him, especially on that indoor track. QB6 is very high. They just the got Frank yeah, they just got Frank Ragnall back last week, and a huge. lot of people were saying that yes. that was a huge addition for them because they actually had he been calls a out bit the protections. Out. He does everything. Yeah, could be an X factor uh, uh, there. Yeah. The uh, I told you I wanted to sit Kyler. Dell said you might be able to pick up Goff, but I'm not going to tell you to sit Kyler if I don't give you an answer off of the waiver to replace Kyler, and that's yeah. Mister Elite himself, Joe Flacco. I understand this Houston team has, uh, I believe they have eight interceptions over the last six games, and we've seen Joe Flacco. He's going to sling it, and he will throw some interceptions. But 
I think this game in particular with C.J. Stroud out, Houston's really going to suffer to score. I think Cleveland's going to have, especially with that awesome defense against a Case Keenum or a Davis Mills and that running game, whoever plays, I think Joe Flacco is going to get a couple of short fields here. And I think Joe Flacco is going to be able to attack through the air. I really like Flacco's chances of getting two to three touchdowns, of getting 200-ish passing yards. And yes, he might throw a pick here or there, but I just think he's going to score enough offensively against a Houston team that has been able to give up some points. I think Joe Flacco is a good play here if you're desperately in need of a guy. But you brought up Nick Mullins, so I have a question for you before we move on to the running backs. Yeah. Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins this week, who you start? I've got Mullins a couple spots higher. I, I like the game environment. I'm a little bit worried that with no Stroud, the Texans aren't going to be able to really push the pace. I almost yeah. feel a little bit concerned about the ceiling for Flacco because you can run on the Texans. And I think we've seen a couple down games in a row for the Browns running game because they've had some tough matchups. And they might yeah. try to get the run game going a little bit. They might not need Flacco to play from behind. But I do like Flacco better than Kyler Murray, so I'm with you there. A couple bottom-line streamers, you know, maybe Gardner Minshew, uh, guys like that, Jake Browning. But God, I, if, I, Min, I if Minshew's available, get better. that, man. Min, Min, Minshew, to me, is an automatic – like, that's the best bench quarterback in the league in fantasy. I think he's a he, – he's going to he's gonna produce. He's not going to be a top-10 guy, but I, I, I think his floor is higher than any of these guys, Flacco, Mullins, or whoever. Yeah, Geno Smith could be available too. Uh, he's dropped in a couple leagues I've seen, but other than that, yeah, I like Minshew. Just get Drew Lock, you'll be fine. <laughs> just get, just <laughs> right. get, just throw Drew Lock out there. Let's move on to the running backs, though. Uh, another one that we did pretty dang well on. Uh, in fact, out of the two running backs we gave out, and again, we're not giving out the top guys. We're not giving out, you know, the the Christian McCaffrey's. Two of the running backs we gave out finished RB two and RB four. You gave out Ty Chandler. I gave out your boy James Cook. Both of those guys crushed it last week. Now James Cook is the RB3 in most perspective. He wasn't last week, folks. We got on him early. Let's dive into the running backs this week, Dell. Who's the first guy you're throwing out there? This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well, I, I just, I'm really high in some other guys compared to the consensus this week. I'm not really sure why the consensus has Bijan Robinson at RB7. I mean, if you don't have better options, okay, I get it. But I've got Bijan 15 spots lower at RB, wow. I'm sorry, I got Bijan 22 spots lower, excuse me, at RB 29. Uh, so wow. the group, the, I want to just say this for context, right? Because people need to make decisions. The group I have Bijan in is basically from 25 down to 30. We're talking about ETN, Eckler, Brees Hall, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, and then Devin Singletary in a tough matchup. I'd almost rather trust Devin Singletary at this point than Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson, Amazing talent, generational talent, cannot trust his head coach no matter what. Yeah. He had a lost yeah. fumble last week. He was essentially benched. Even before that, he was not acting as the lead back in that game. They're going to Taylor Heineke now. I, I don't know. Maybe Arthur Smith is just middle finger to the organizations and the fans at this point. He knows he's going to be canned at the end of the year. He's like, you know what? I'm going to play the guys that I want. And I don't give a I don't give a bleep about what you say. So I, I would just have a really hard. Uh, we told you in the offseason, Bijan was getting drafted way too early as it was. 
But he had some good weeks. So I, I cannot trust Bijan, right? I'm not trusting Bijan in my fantasy semifinals unless Algier is just completely scratched all of a sudden. And, and Cordero Patterson, for that yeah, matter. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Dell, you you read off Bijan on a list of guys you have him around, and you name one of the guys that I'm selling in that list. And I'm right there with you with the fact that I can't trust this team. And it also adds on to the fact that this team now is fully, is fully planning for the future with the news that came out this week that Aaron Rodgers will not be coming back for the New York Jets. They are not starting Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. Instead, they are starting Trevor Simeon against the Washington Commanders defense that gives up points to absolutely everybody. I understand that. But if I am Robert Sala, I am looking at this team and saying, why am I bothering to put Brees Hall out there against a meaningless Washington game that I'd rather kind of lose anyway because I'm out of the playoffs and want a better draft pick? I think this is going to be a Dalvin Cook show. I think they're going to be able to not really do too much anyway because that offensive line is so bad. I just don't think Brees Hall gets enough touches. For him to be consensus RB11 right now, that's ridiculous to me. I don't know how That's you crazy. have Brees Hall starting in a playoff game right now in the fantasy playoffs. I would be so uh, hesitant and so scared to put my trust in that man. I am out on Brees Hall. Dell, your second running back. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd, I'd start Zeke over Brees Hall. I, I'd start Jerome Ford, Zamir White if Jacobs is ruled out. Chuba Hubbard, those guys are easy starts for me. Why risk getting him injured? Up. Why risk getting him injured? There's no I, reason I, to put him out there. Even when he's been healthy, he hasn't been producing at all. So I'm, I'm yeah. just, I can't, especially with Trevor Simeon playing quarterback this week, I'm not doing, I mean, if, if anything, I might trust the Washington Commanders DST out of everyone in that game for fantasy purposes. I've got them as, as a borderline game. start this week. But uh, another guy for me that in that range, I mentioned him right at the top, but I have him 14 spots lower than consensus is Travis Etienne with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. This guy's falling off a cliff efficiency-wise. Now, look, I, I was wrong for the first half of the season. He was one of my biggest fades. I had almost zero shares of Travis Etienne coming into the year. He did well. He had a great, great run out, great schedule. But you look at the last couple of weeks of Travis Etienne, he's really not giving you the production that you want to see. He was the RB30 overall last week. He hasn't turned in a uh, better than an RB12 performance over the last six weeks, and he's finished as the RB26 or worse in three out of the last six weeks. So, look, again, like you might be in a 10-team league. In a 10-team league, rosters are pretty loaded. I, I got Zeke two spots ahead of Travis Etienne, Jerome Ford, Chuba Hubbard, Joe Mixon, et cetera, et cetera. Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker is ruled out. I like all those guys with confidence over Travis Etienne. He's in that range for me with Brees Hall, Barkley, Robinson, where these teams, again, like you said, some of these teams, not his team, there's multiple reasons why you can say to fade them this week. So I think that I would try to look. And, and again, this is a caveat that Travis, uh, that Trevor Lawrence is supposedly, supposedly on track to miss this game. It's looking like that could be a true 50-50 game time decision. Hopefully because it's a concussion thing, we'll find out sooner rather than closer to kickoff. But if Beathard yeah. plays, I'm probably going to bump Travis Etienne a couple spots down even further around RB30, where he's going to be next to guys like Don Foreman, Jalen Warren, Chase Brown. Speaking of guys, in that matchup, if Lawrence doesn't play, there might be some guys out there that need quarterbacks. Is Beathard, do you think Beathard has any chance to be a fantasy starter this week against a team? I mean, they're striving to stay alive in the playoff race. It's not like Beathard is a nobody. I would probably put Beathard right around the range of Tommy DeVito at Philly, Aiden O'Connell at Kansas City. Uh you know, Easton Tommy Stick, DeVito Martin, at Philly. I mean, 
So I only bring that up because I think yeah. that Tampa Bay defense continues to be injured, continues to have questionable start sits with Dev, uh, Devin White being inactive, even though he was supposed to be playing. Like, there's a lot of question marks with that Tampa Bay defense. They are fighting for playoff position as well, but they have been passed on. That's all I'm saying. They, it's the same, well, that's on. the same thing as DeVito with Philly. They've been passed yeah. on a lot. Heineke at the uh, against the Colts, they've been passed on a lot. I mean, even Trevor Simeon, QB 25 for me this week, at home against the Commanders, they've been passed on more than anybody. So, uh, now we just gave out three running backs that we want to sit. So I'm going to force you to name another one that you're going to play because I have a guy that we're going to play here. And this one's tough because it involves injury and involves a team that doesn't know what they're doing at the running back position. And it involves a, a couple of questionable decisions by the head coach with who he plays and how he plays them. But this matchup is just too juicy. Even if this guy only gets 15 touches, it's just too juicy of a matchup. I feel very confident starting Aaron Jones against the Carolina Panthers yeah. for this Green Bay team. In the first quarter, Green Bay against Tampa Bay, Aaron Jones, I believe he had nine carries, and that offense was humming. And then for whatever reason, because he's on a snap count, because they're trying to limit his play, because they're trying to keep him healthy, he did not really play in the second, third, and fourth quarter, and you saw what happened in that game. The offense continued to sputter. They need to run the ball in order to, they being Green Bay, need to run the ball in order to win this game against Carolina, as Carolina continues to have a pretty dang good pass defense. Running, however, they were getting run all over. And this team, Green Bay, needs to run the ball to establish the play action that really helps Jordan Love out and it helps the whole offense out. Aaron Jones is the key to winning this game for Green Bay, a team that is somehow still alive in the playoff picture after losing their past two games. This is it. This is their season. If they don't win this game, it's over. They need this game bad. Carolina won there. You know, hurrah, we won a game. Now we can go back to being the crappy team that we are. I think Aaron Jones has a huge day. I have full confidence in playing Aaron Jones over the three names that we've already talked about here. Dell, who's a running back we can start? Well, I, I would even start A.J. Dillon if he's clear to play. I don't know what the status of him is. is yeah, I so don't far think he's week, playing. But, I yeah, don't, I he's don't not think he's play, playing. Then, then, then it's wheels up for Aaron Jones because I've got yeah. them almost back-to-back -back right now in my rankings because Dillon hasn't been ruled out yet. But I'd probably move Aaron Jones from like RB20 range closer to RB10 range if that was the case, especially with that matchup on paper. So I really like yeah. that as well. Uh, I mean, it looks like Madison, whether he plays or not, I mean, there, there's been multiple indications out of the uh, Vikings coaching staff that they're going to, quote unquote, put Ty Chandler into a feature role. And I hate to use him back to back weeks again, but I don't understand why he's consensus RB 23 right now. I've got him as my RB five, you know, yeah. 18 spots ahead. It's just the upside is absolutely there. Uh, this should be a back and forth matchup here on a fast track in the dome. We saw what he was able to do. Yes, maybe a little bit of a better matchup on paper against the Bengals last week. But overall, you saw what this guy could do both in the receiving game and on the ground. Average 5.7 yards per carry, had a long run of 30 yards, also had four targets, scored one touchdown, could have had another touchdown. He was tripped up right at the goal line on a long run. Ty Chandler is an absolute starter. You can't name more than five running backs off your hand that I could realistically look at you and said, yes, start those guys over Ty Chandler. Yeah. He's one of the definitions of a waiver wire league winner over these last two weeks. Well, I'm mad because in my very deep league, I drafted him as my fifth running back and dropped him in the season for Dante Foreman. Needed Dante at the time. Needed yeah. Dante at the time. Okay. But hey, Ty, Cam Akers gets traded to the Vikings. I'm like, there's no chance Ty Chandler gets a starting position. Lo and behold, here we are. 
can we go uh, back to all of our off-season videos and we'll dub out where I said the name Alexander Madison and we'll just flip it and re-edit Ty Chandler in there and I'm going to look like an absolute genius, Tony. Uh, let's <laughs> move on to the wide receiver position. Another position we did really well on. Dell told you to start Jackson Smith and Jigba. He ends up uh, wide receiver 25. He told you to sit Adam Thielen. He's wide receiver 52. I told you to start two guys, Cortland Sutton, who didn't even need a touchdown, ended up wide receiver 34. And Jaden Reed, my guy out of Green Bay, wide receiver 23. If you have Jaden Reed in your team, that's another guy that's going to win you a league. But let's move on to the wide receiver position. It is a very tough one for me to find the Steel Town sleepers that we like to look at because all these matchups by the top guys are really juicy matchups. CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans. All these guys have top-tier matchups. The only guy that has a bad one in the first uh, seven consensus rankings is Tyree Kill, and it's not like you're ever going to sit Tyree Kill if he's out there. So... To me, it's tough to find some guys. This is more of a flex position play for me, maybe a wide receiver too if you don't have a really good team. But these are guys that I think are going to blow up, even though they might be a little bit lower down the rankings. I don't have a lot of sells from this position. But, Dell, who's the first wide receiver you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit uh, down the board on, on this one. I think, first of all, Jaden Reed, watch his injury status. You mentioned him. If he doesn't go, he's dealing with a toe issue right now. I think Dontavian Wicks might enter a top 30 range for me. I really like the kid's talent. He's a player. Yeah, he, he's better than Romeo Dobbs for the Packers at this point. I think he could be the number one receiver for Jordan Love in a game where they might need to throw a little bit because Carolina's been a halfway decent defense at least. Uh, you know, they've been obviously susceptible on the ground, but I think Wicks could be a, a decent wide receiver three flex option for you. But I will say the guy also, I really don't, like. Don't, don't want to step on anything, but watch out for Tucker Craft. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's that's my guy right there. I, I, I love me some Tucker Craft. I, I'm almost hoping that Musgrave doesn't come back. He's going to mess things up in that <laughs> tight end room there for us. But no, I, I really like Joshua Palmer. It, it's going to be ugly. Oh, no. They're, they're, they're playing you against do. the Bills. I do. Oh. because. At this point, I've got Joshua Palmer at wide receiver 26, right around the likes of Drake London, <laughs> Jackson Smith and Jake, but DeAndre Hopkins. This guy has earned targets for the Chargers at a very high level. L listen, Keenan Allen's been ruled out. They don't trust Quentin yep. Johnson. There's no yep. point of playing Austin Eckler more than you know 40% of the snaps at this point. Yep. But nope. they, they got to put some players in football jerseys out in the field, Tony. I, I think that Josh Palmer, he had a lengthy absence, and in his first game yeah. back from a four-week absence, had 113 yards, had the 79-yard touchdown, was overall top was 10 with receiver who? on the league. Easton that Stick. Was, that was with Easton Stick? Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, that, I was that, was, that was the that was the Raiders Chargers game Thursday night where they got blown oh, out of the water with, with the Raiders. With the Raiders were playing UNLV guys back there because they were up by seventy points. I understand. Well, at, look, at, at the end of the day, Easton Six got to throw it to someone, and it's probably going to be the same situation, Tony. What's Buffalo going to be up forty five zero at halftime? Yeah, it's going to be the same for type garbage. Outcome. Yeah, yeah, they're not saving Joshua Palmer for anything. He's a guy that he's young, but he's also kind of a, a veteran in this locker room. They trust him. He can fill in the Keenan Allen's role. He can fill into the old Mike Williams role, et cetera, et cetera. You've seen him do both in the past. I actually think he's a high upside guy because we've seen him make that big play last week and do it before. So, look, wide receiver's kind of tough this week, man. Like, there's some guys that yeah. I simply don't trust, Tony. Like, I don't trust Nico Collins coming back against the Brown with Casey. Neither do I. Playing at, I don't trust really Corton Sutton against the Patriots. Yeah, I, I don't re do I. really trust uh, Adam Thielen, uh, Jacoby nope. Myers, guys like that. I'm nope. taking Joshua Palmer over those guys this week. 
Let me tell you a guy I'm taking over all those guys who's right in line. I'm happy you didn't name him because I would have given him up. Uh, listen, I, I hate this team so much. I've bet against this team in my own personal life to my to my to my benefit. This team is just uh, it's ugly to watch. But for some reason, I just see the stars aligning. I feel like with New Orleans losing Tampa Bay in an interesting game. Atlanta has a chance to come up and win a game and suddenly be back in this divisional race that no one wants to see in the playoffs. I think Taylor Heineke is going to give Drake London a day, and I really enjoy this matchup for Drake London. It's a team that you can score on, and I just think Drake London, I see him using that. He's got the great physical build. He's got the speed. All he needs is a quarterback that can chuck it up to him every once in a while. And he didn't even play a full game with Taylor Heineke when Taylor Heineke was starting. He left mid-game the first time Heineke started with injury. He had a good game going and then missed the second game Heineke played. I think Drake London has a real good chance to win you a league this week if you are forced to play a wide receiver to him all aboard the London train. This will be the last time I give out an Atlanta Falcon on this podcast. Uh, Dell, who's the second wide receiver? Oh man, yeah. You know, I was talking about certain. I think I think that the top 15, 20 is pretty much set in terms of consensus. Like Pittman's not really ranked that high, but I think it's because he just cleared concussion protocol, so he's good to go. You don't have to worry about him. Well, as you start to get into the twenties, into the thirties, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, I, I do like Jackson Smith and Jigba again at the Titans yeah. here. I, I think that's a very positive matchup for all three Seahawks pass catchers. But if you need a sleeper, if you're in a deep league, if you've been ravaged by injury. Etc. Etc. I think you could do a lot worse than Demario Douglas for the Patriots. Uh, he's a guy in a full PPR league where he just came back from a multi-week absence last week as well. Bailey Zappi's been playing halfway decent, and I think that in, in this game, you're not going to be able to just feed Zeke 30 touches on the ground. They're going to have to move the ball a little bit. And what's emerged as Bailey Zappi's best target or favorite target so far is Hunter Henry. I don't know if Hunter Henry's going to play in this game. So Demario Douglas had five targets, you know, modest three catches, 33 yards in his first game back, whatever. Four weeks before, before that, he had seven targets, seven targets, nine and nine in four straight weeks playing with Mac Jones. So I think that, again, like this is in super deep leagues, DFS dart throw type of guy. But if Hunter Henry's ruled out, I think Demario Douglas could be a viable full PPR in terms of getting 10 plus targets out of the slot in a pretty, pretty safe, comfortable, comfortable matchup in this game here. Uh, I'd be scared just because that fit that new England team looks like it's ready to fall apart, but the wide receiver I want to go with, he's just outside the top 20 in the rankings. I think he finishes as a wide receiver 10 because I hate this Pittsburgh team. I told you I was going to talk about a guy in this matchup. I think T Higgins being that Jamar chase is gone being that Tyler Boyd clearly has lost a step, being that it's Trent Irwin or whoever else and the tight ends you can't name, Joe Mixon who's running on a flat tire. This is going to be a T. Higgins game because of the trust established in the most recent Cincinnati game where T. Higgins made that jump ball catch when he needed to and just threw his arm like he was uh, – like he had – it was insane. The way he caught it, landed, turned around, put it over the goal line. It was one of the coolest plays of the year. I think Browning fully trusts this guy. I think – if, if this was a stat that you could make a wager on, I think T. Higgins leads the NFL in targets this week. I think he has a huge day in this game, and they have to in order to beat Pittsburgh. T. Higgins needs to take over. T. Higgins is my wide receiver. I think he's going to run through the world this weekend. Dell, let's move on to the tight end position. 
Uh, we were talking yeah, just, about just, him for, last... just for context. I got Douglas yeah. at wide receiver 38 overall. I'm high on T Higgins. Another guy in the twenties I'm high on is Jordan Addison. I really think he's due for a big day. I just was trying to go a little deeper down the board. Well, no. Uh, and speaking of deeper down the board, you gave out a tight end last week. Isaiah likely ended up tight end three. So again, we're looking for tight ends that are not in those top rankings that you think you can control and take over. Is there one this week that you think is going to have a big day? I mean, this is just me going back to the well and all these guys again, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ty Chandler's likely likely is the consensus tight end nine right now. I've got him as the tight end six. I think he should be a borderline top five option at worst. If you got to go a little bit deeper down the board, you know, one guy I haven't been too big of a fan of because I think it's been inconsistent quarterback play from Justin Fields, but that's Cole Komet. I think the matchup is really nice this week for the entire Bears offense, Donta Foreman, Justin Fields, Cole Komet, DJ Moore at home against this really bad Cardinals off uh, defense. It, the weather maybe could play a factor, but I've seen worse weather in Chicago, Chicago than what's currently forecasted right now. So I think that with a guy like Cole Komet, yes, like he's had the, the lows can be pretty low, but this is an athletic big guy. He's essentially the wide receiver too in this offense here, especially after the performance that Darnell Mooney put in at the end of that game last week, kicking that ball for an interception. So Cole Komet's had no less than six targets in three straight games. Now he's had seven targets or more in three out of the last five before they had, he had 10 and eight targets in back-to-back games. So the volume is there. He's had uh, 17 catches combined in his last three games, just that the touchdowns haven't been there, but he scored a touchdown last week. And when you look at overall uh, on the year, he's turning a quite, quite a, res- a respectable type of fantasy season. QB uh, tight end 10, tight end 11, tight end 9 the last three weeks. Again, I love the matchup. So if you got to go a little bit down the board, I think the upside is really high for Komet this week. We've seen him finish as the tight end 1 and the tight end 2 earlier in the season. Uh, This is a guy that you drafted, and not you, but uh, if you drafted him, you were hoping he was going to lead you to the promised land with this setup that he had with his new team. Now he's finally back from injury, and you got to hope Tommy Cutlets gets it done. I think Darren Waller has a great matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles and their awful linebacking core. Uh, we saw last week Darren Waller got six targets in a game that it was not a good game for Tommy DeVito in the New York offense. But also, New Orleans has a pretty dang good defense if they're not playing Puka Nakua. And I think Darren Waller eats against this Philly defense. I really think he does. I also want to say I'm a little bit hesitant if I have George Kittle as my tight end this week. Baltimore is a really, really good defense, and we'll take some stuff away. I think you got to start him, obviously, but I'd be I'd be a little hesitant about that. But my official play is Darren Waller as my tight end. Quickly, Dell, let's go through the defense. Last week you gave out Chicago. They ended up the D3. Who's your defense for this week? Uh, well, I mean, top six is the Packers. I got them at defense number three this week. A couple Green guys. In a Bay, my Packers yeah. against Bryce Young. You're an idiot. I just got to say. defense against we, Bryce Young. No, but the Packers are so dumb, Dell. Look, at Tommy DeVito had a career day. Baker Mayfield had a career day. Earlier in the season, Jimmy Garoppolo had a career day. Like, look, we just give up so much easy passes to these quarterbacks. I hear you. Carolina's been awful. But Bryce Young's going to slice and dice this Joe Barry defense. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Well, you know, they uh, they had 12 points against the Rams. Yeah, the, the ceiling hasn't been that high. I, I just, to me, it's the matchup. Like, I, yeah. you know, okay, the Broncos, yeah, they're, they're the consensus defense number five right now. I think that's for a good reason. I like the Bears. If you can get the Bears, I got them as my number six defense. I'm trying to name a couple more options on the board than usual. I think in terms of stashes, you can pick up the Bears and start them both weeks. I think you can start the Seahawks 
both weeks. I've got them as my defense number 13. They play at home against the Steelers next week, too. So just a couple options to keep your eye on for the championship weekend if you get there. Might be Duck Hodges at quarterback at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. then and then the winner, winner, kicker dinner. Uh last week you gave out the Rams kicker Havarsik, however you say his name. He ended up, I believe, kicker K twelve. Uh and obviously Thursday night he kicked uh, how many field goals did he kick from 30 yards out? It was ridiculous. But hey, good good pickup if you listen to Dell last week. Who's the winner winner kicker dinner for this week, Dell? Uh, if he, if he's out there, I'll, I'll name two guys, Dustin Hopkins with the Browns. Uh, I like this matchup against the Texans. I think they can move the ball and score some points here. Uh, so I, he's consensus kicker 10. I've got him as number six right now. And then, uh, two guys down the board, Chase McLaughlin. I, I really like him. I, I talked about him two weeks ago. I like this Bucks offense and how they're kind of finding a rhythm in the passing game right now. So I've got him as my kicker number 13. And if you're desperate down the board, a guy that's, kicker number 16 in consensus but the lions i believe either got hurt or they waived them i don't keep up with all all this kicker news with with a microscope like that tony but uh michael badgley has replaced riley patterson in detroit the money badger yeah so so the, the yeah exactly so again in a dome decent total i expect some points here back and forth so mike badgley kicker 10 as well and that is it for the lovely holiday episode of Steel Town Sleepers. Again, could be the last time we're talking about the Steelers at all. And a rejoice. Rejo- I'll sing a Christmas carol if that's the case. I don't got to talk about the Steelers anymore. Dell, thank you again for a lovely week and have a lovely holiday, my friend. You too. Merry Christmas, Tony. Merry Christmas.